Welcome to the Meg Rock Show with Manifesting Marge, enlightening you with high vibe spiritual guidance, interviews with high vibe people, and those who practice different healing modalities around the world. I help women manifest more love, more self love, more money, better health, and clarity on their life path. My purpose is to help you remember who the f you are. Let's rock this out. Today on the Meg Rock Show with Manifesting Marge, I am with Sherry Lane. Sherry is an author and a spiritual healer. Sherry had a spiritual awakening that would open her up to the gifts that she now shares with the world. Sherry is an, an author of Setting God Free, Awakening to Miracles. I actually met Sherry on her radio show about a decade ago. I can't believe it's been a decade. And we either. became, it's crazy. And we became fast friends. So Sherry, welcome to the show. You have been just thinking about all of the people who have been on my spiritual journey. You have been a big part of me setting God free. And I'm so grateful that the universe, synchronicities, everything aligned <laughs> us that day that I did get on your radio show and you had a message from from spirit for me. And you reached out to me and said, Hey, I'm looking for the person. I, and I, I totally wish I could still find that message. Cause it was really cool how it happened. But <laughs> why don't, why don't you tell us a little bit about your childhood growing up, you know, how you were raised and how everything led to where you are now. Okay, Meg. Um, my childhood, I would say was pretty rocky. As I look back, Especially after I had such a spiritual awakening and I, I talk about it, suddenly everything just fit together, you know, in that moment, it was like I, I was just in this void uh, where I could see everything really clearly and I could see all the things that, you know, prior to that, you look back and it was like, gosh, that was really tough. That was unfair. That was hard. That was, <laughs> you know, if only that hadn't happened, you know, and you, you second guess things in your life or, but in that moment with spirit, which actually I say moment, but it, it was this unbelievable high that lasted probably 10 days to two weeks. And I could see everything like, oh, now that led to that and that led to this and that. And so even things that you look back on as hardships were like, oh my goodness, that was a gift from God. And it, it brings me to tears right now, you know, remembering that and recalling it. Um, so when I say Rocky, you know, my parents divorced and divorced again, <laughs> you know, it was a, there was a lot of um, turmoil always. And there were some, you know, inner workings there in the family dynamics that were not good. But honestly, when I had that, the, that spiritual period where I saw everything, it was total forgiveness and total appreciation. And I think when you make that step you know, I think we all understand forgiveness and that it's important for us to forgive in order to release ourselves. I, I think that's a pretty easy concept for a lot of people, at least who are trying to be spiritual, to understand, you know, I'm going to let that go. But when you take that leap from forgiveness to gratitude, and you have nothing but love for people that in the world's eyes, you can say really do badly or um it's complete transformation it changes everything and you know I it's been probably 15 years since I had that I still try to live that and remember it it's not as fully focused as it was 
in that period for me because I, I see it as like a moment of touching God and it may sound lofty, <laughs> but when you have those kinds of experiences, they change you forever. Even though you still, you have to live and walk this day to day in this world and the ego trappings and, you know, you still have obstacles, but if you can go back and remember it, it helps you navigate it a lot better. Right. So when, when you say that the period of 10 days, so what was, so I know you had been through divorce, you were living by mm-hmm. yourself and what was the first thing? Was it, was it a dream or you felt like an angel came to you one night? So tell me like when, mm-hmm. when you first started to feel the presence of God and it then was, what would happen over that ne- those next 10 days? Well, actually I had not gone through a divorce at that point. Okay. Um, okay. My spouse traveled almost all the time. So I was alone a lot. My kids were all and, you know, so our relationship was, you know, kind of distant already because of all the travel and, and, um, but, you know, I had probably spent maybe 10 years prior to that, um, seeking things different spiritually, you know, I, it kind of started off with reading, uh, Neil Donald Walsh's conversations with God. And at first that book just annoyed me. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> he talks to God (laughs) but I kept reading and it you know it pulled me in and you know as my brain could kind of let go and and get more to heart when reading it all of a sudden I realized wait a minute he's right we should all be we we can all talk to God we can all um and so that was sort of a stepping stone and then of other spiritual authors um one that was pro is still to this day my favorite is uh Wayne Dyer and you know as, as I would read those things and and I was growing spiritually kind of in my own quiet private way um you know things just gradually progressed for me so I had been you know meditating and it, you know it didn't you, you think of these life-changing moments that they're supposed they're going to be something like you know, have to do a lot to get there, or you have to have a near death experience, or, you know, I call mine a a near life experience, (laughs) because it was the most alive I've ever felt, Um, but I was just alone, I had spent some time meditating, and when I meditate, I don't do it in like the, I don't, (laughs) cross-legged and quite, I sometimes, you know, walk sometimes with my meditations, sometimes movement for me is much better, I have a harder time sitting still often. So, but I had been in that space and trying to be just clear and, and it just one morning, just, it, it was like, I felt this, it's like, I can make the sound of <laughs> because that's wow. how something just washed through me. And wow. all of a sudden my hands were kind of vibrating. My whole body felt different. I actually felt like I was lifted couple of feet off the ground and I stayed in that state truly for about 10 days and you know maybe not maybe a little lower down a little closer to the ground (laughs) so that I could walk around but it was just this unbelievably blissful where everything made sense and I was communicating with angels I just had a feeling I you know I was hearing voices I was seeing colors colors were huge to me but and I I know it was angels auras and and so very quickly I was able to pick up on what 
certain, what color a certain angel would be in their aura. And I spent a whole lot of time outside where if the sky was clear, I would just, you know, I would sit back and just let myself see these auras form and hear voices at the same time. Um, and I felt very peaceful about it. I didn't feel like I'm crazy. It was the most peaceful thing. Um, <laughs> um, and so all this information started coming into me. Um, and at first, um, you know, it, it was coming into me and I really didn't know how to process it or deal with it entirely. But I had this, um, one of the voices, I heard the word Reiki, and I had never heard of Reiki before. I uh, didn't know what it was, but, you know, looked it up on the internet, and immediately, as soon as I pressed play, it was like, that has to be my next step. Yes. Yes. So, and will, um, you, will you tell our listeners what the definition of Reiki is? Well, I, I guess it can have different definitions for different people, but basically, it's, you know, one definition of it is the universal life force energy that is available to all of us. It is the energy of creation. It is, I call it God energy. Um, that's what it is to me. I grew up in, you know, Christian faith. So that, you know, is how I can uh, relate to it. Um, right. But, you know, you don't have to be Christian. You don't have to be any certain. It's an energy that's there. It's, you know, that life force. It's where life is created. So you can you know, give a definition to that a lot of ways. Um, so, you know, I was, I was feeling these nudges and hearing things. Um, but when it really kicked off is I went online, I, I lived in Marietta, Georgia, outside Atlanta, and found uh, a Reiki person. There were a few listed and one just, I was just drawn to um, Brad Dixon, uh, Wellspring Reiki. And uh, so I made an appointment with him. He worked out of his house. Um, so, you know, here I am, a female going to a male's house that I don't know. <laughs> it sounds crazy now. Um, but, you know, I had read about him on the internet. And, you know, so I, I felt completely comfortable. It was like, this, I have to go to this person. You know, and I, I do think that we get guided to connect with certain people. I don't, you know, how I sort of explain it to myself is that, he may have just been the right energy and right vibration to, for me to go and receive this from. And it turned out that he was. Um, so I had a Reiki session and for people that don't know what that is, I, I was even laughing about it to my sons at the time. I'm going for my non-massage massage. I'm going to pay <laughs> someone <laughs> to hover over me, but don't touch me. <laughs> I've had to explain the same thing before. Yeah, it's so, so powerful. Yeah, so I went to, you know, to Brad's house at the session and, you know, I felt very peaceful and hearing it and very relaxed. And, but when it really started happening was that night, um, you know, I, I, when I went to sleep, I woke up and uh, I was looking at the clock eight times, like three, three, three on the clock, on the digital yeah. clock inside the bed. And and I wasn't just like tossing and turning. It was like I was in a deep sleep and in deep dreams. And then I would get up and be awake and see the clock or something, you know, and, and the clock was all, was on things like three, three, three that I later kind of figured out that was, that was angels talking to me. So I was having this unbelievable dream um, with angels all around me and it was 
incredibly um, just very vivid to me. It felt very real. And yet I felt this like push to sit up and get up. And I was hearing this voice, um, you know, get up, wake up. And I heard a knock at the door. You know, it was like a very distinct knock at the door. And yet I went off to the house and it, there was no doubt it was a knock, three knocks. Um, and so, you know, the only other creature in the house was my dog at the time. Um, so I got up and I was, I went to the door, you know, kind of awake, but still sort of in this weird, I don't know, not fog, but so I, I went to the front door just in case there was anybody there and there wasn't. Um, so I went back to bed and, um, my dog in, in the doorway of the bedroom, you know, the door was open. My dog suddenly decided to lay down right in the threshold of the door. And one side of it was hardwood, one side was carpet. She had never done that ever before. And she just like plopped down there and gave this really peaceful sigh. Um, you know, and again, the clock, you know, like I said, it was three, 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 which later I learned means Jesus. Right. Um, so, um, um, then I was hearing this, write this down, write this down, um, write this down. And so I'm still kind of in this weird fog, had a pen by the bed because of, you know, of you know, you read, oh, keep a pen and paper by the bed in case you have a, a dream. Well, this one was a voice telling me, write this down, write this down, write this down. And it was, um, I'm trying to remember it exactly. Um, angels can only lead you in uh, the path of your divine plan. Your bliss cannot be wrong. And so I wrote it down the next morning, it, you know, I got up and it was, probably 11 or 1130 before I even remembered that I had written anything down and I went back to that and I just got chills all over me and so every night for about three nights I was having these dreams like that where something weird would wake me up and my computer screen you know my laptop that was near the bed at the same time I woke up my laptop would turn on and there you know a Right. Time the overhead light turned on and it was always at these three 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 times on the clock so I just started following you know I started what was available on the internet not nearly as much as now you know in these topics I just started search researching reading and but I was you know there wasn't as much available I was kind of on my own having to figure it out How, what, what's the time I mean when, when you and I connected I mean gosh that was probably nine years ago so what's the timeline when did this happen in relation this to was about probably by the time you and I connected it maybe four years um, okay. Okay. later um, three years something like that I'd have to kind of look back on the exact timeline um, and, and you know it's funny Meg when I had sort of forgotten. I remembered that we met by you calling my radio show. And I, I remembered very clearly that it, when you called and I heard your voice, it was one of those feelings washing over me. And I get that all the time when, when there's somebody I'm supposed to meet, when I meet them, it's like a signal to me. And so we did connect, I mean, heart to heart so fast. Yeah. <laughs> And, um, and then I first, you can remind me now. So I messaged you that I needed to talk to you again. Is that what, or I, I sent a message out. And I wish I could find the, the, 
the email or <laughs> however we first corresponded before we spoke. Cause after uh-huh. that, after that radio show, we got on the phone and you told me the messages that spirit was giving you for uh-huh. me. And it was around three, three, three. And those are my numbers. I mean, uh-huh. that's my life path number. I mean, threes are my thing. So uh-huh. you were getting threes for me. And it was a conversation around threes and then everything we were going, going through in our life then. But, um, but gosh, that's just, just fascinating and amazing. So, okay. So all of this unfolded for you over those 10 days and you started mm-hmm. researching and there is a lot more available now than there was then. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always been, I mean, raised in the church, always just did what I was supposed to do, but God never has fit in a box for me. Like it's never fit in a box. I've always, he's an it. And I don't even think he's a he, this life force energy has never been able to fit into a box Amen. for me. Mm-hmm. I've always, I've always been just curious about ghosts and the spirit world and the afterlife. And I've heard voices throughout my life. Nothing that I really can tell you that it really meant anything other than I heard um, one night when our kids were, or one afternoon when our kids were babies, I heard someone say, um, my oldest son, I heard someone say his name three times in our bedroom. And I've mm-hmm. been touched, I've been touched a lot. Um, but I've had cool things happen that I wanted, I wanted answers to, right? And it's so right. interesting to me that, um, first of all, it can kind of be uncomfortable to people when they're learning or hearing about something that they can't relate to. They get a little nervous about it. It feels wrong. It feels sinful if you're Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's always amazed me that there are stories of angels and visions and voices throughout the Bible, but yet, and I think it's changing. Like we were saying, there's a lot more access to this information now, but that people will say, oh, well, that's evil or that's wrong or you know, something's wrong with you because it happened in the Bible. It's still happening now. Right, right, right. And you know, people do are much more accepting now about things like angels or, uh, you know, spiritual connections um, because more and more people have experienced it themselves. Um, you know, same here. You know, I grew up Christian, um, you know, but something was never entirely right about it for me. Um, and I, I was pretty devout. Um, you know, in the book, I, I talked about one time I, I was nine or 10 and I, I was at church with my mom and I used to, you know, go, I was one of the kids in the seventies, you know, you went a week with one parent and a week with the other. And so that also kind of contributed to my variations in religious <laughs> upbringing. And, you know, I was Christian, christened Methodist and then, you know, um, Methodist until maybe eight or nine. And then, um, you know, my parents had split up and, and one was, uh, with someone who was Baptist and then, I was, you know, and then but my mother was going to kind of a fundamentalist church at the time. And she sort of, she stopped around with religious stuff too, I guess, maybe trying to find something right. But I was at this church and they had uh, invited someone uh, who was supposed to have the gift of prophecy. And uh-huh. so after he spoke, um, Actually, I think, I think it was about 11. Um, after he spoke and, you know, everybody, he was a guest. So everybody was kind of congregating around to shake his hand and thank him and all that. And I was at the back of the church and 
he suddenly looked at me and kind of excused himself from people and came back to, and I was a, you know, quiet kid. Uh, you know, I'm still an introvert. So, yeah. Um, you know, it wasn't like painfully quiet. I would talk, but I wasn't, I didn't see limelight or attention or anything like that. But um, so he came back to me and told me that I was going to bring a lot of people to God in my life. Wow. Uh, and, you know, I was, I was just a little kid and, you know, that and people all staring at you and all that could be kind of intimidating or even just confusing or embarrassing. And but I knew it was like my heart was a grown up and I knew and I just nodded. And, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and he said, you'll know when it's the right time. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I guess I always sort of held that somewhere deep inside me. I knew. Um, you know, even though you still go through these life struggles and, um, you, you know, I always say to people, you know, our spirit lives anywhere, but we are still going through this human experience and it's for a reason, you know, so, um, you know, you, you don't, um, sometimes people, if you've had a really profound spiritual experience and you try to share it with others and, and one thing that's really tough, I think is people will try to turn that around on you and beat you up if you do anything normal <laughs> or if you question anything, you know, if you cross them or I thought you were spiritual, you know, or if they want to demand something of you that you're setting a boundary about, then you know, it's the, I thought you were a spiritual person. I guess you don't, you know, and, and you get a lot of that. So it is a little bit of a tough road. You know, you have one foot in one realm and one in another but we are here for a reason for our own souls, I think, and for, you know, our connection to others. And you have to find that balance. Um, you know, so, you know, so we all, no matter how spiritual somebody is, understand they go through the same struggles, they go through the same choices they go through. Um, so you can't expect them to, you know, to always be what you want them to be because they have their life to live. Absolutely. And I, you know, I always say this and I probably started saying this about 10 years ago when I was, everything started to make sense for me, but mm -hmm. we truly are spiritual beings having, having a human experience Definitely. and so people like you or, and I'll, I'll just say this too. When people say, well, how do people do that? I want to be able to do that. Or I can't do that. We're all we are all spiritual beings and we're all empathic. We all have the ability yes. to connect mm -hmm. to spirit on a deeper level. Most people don't believe they can, and therefore they block it. Most right. people, um, you know, are scared of it or feel like it's sinful and they're mm -hmm. not experience it because they're blocking it, but we all have the ability to connect with, to connect with spirit. And, and I truly believe that is, and I'm not saying religion. I am saying that I am presence that lives inside of you. That is a spark of the divine. That is that life force energy. That is God. That is your intuition and your angels and all the guides and, and the supernatural beings and elements that are there to guide and support you. And I really think that that's the missing link for so many people as they're going through life with their body and their mind, their body and their mind. And they're missing that spirit connection. And the deeper you go, the more you want to connect. Like you said, you know, mm -hmm. having meditation walks, 
the more you seek, the more you'll find. And people are, people are just scared that they, they're scared. Mm-hmm. They're scared to enter the unknown. And the unknown is really where you start to uncover the most magical, peaceful, purposeful parts of what it is to be human. Definitely. Um, and, you know, I have the page on A Course in Miracles, you know, on Facebook, seeing miracles every day. And so A Course in Miracles has been part of my path too, mainly just to try to uh, use it to remind me of that spiritual experience because it flipped a lot of our world thinking upside down and you know before I had that major spiritual encounter I I had a copy of A Course in Miracles because it was referenced by you know several writers that I liked and um, you know I remember opening it up and flipping through and it's enormous and and I would read some passages and I remember saying to myself, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> I can't make any sense of this. Well, then after I had that spiritual experience, it was exactly the opposite. It was like in those 10 days, it, it was like all of that had kind of been downloaded, so to speak, into yeah, like me. like long of your soul. Like it just. Yes, yeah. I understood it all. It made sense. And so then I did basically the opposite. I used of course, in, I, you know, then I could read it and like, oh, yes, 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 that's exactly, yes, I know that, I know that, I know that, I know that. And so, you know, my study of it and even that page was really to keep my own self, you know, to remind me and to try to keep on that path, you know, as the whole world will tell you it's wrong and, you know, ego is really powerful and we all face it all the time, you know, bring us back in, get in that argument, get in, you know, and, you know, the last four years have been a really interesting time for me, um, because while I still have practiced some of this, um, you know, the Reiki and and helping people heal where I could, I'm kind of silent in it, it almost came almost, I think, as a direction of spirit and kind of that I would know when it was time to restart or speak again. And honestly, I think it's so ironic, Meg, that, you know, we met on my radio show and now you asked me to do this podcast. Oh my gosh. Feels like, I know I do too. And it feels like a message to me because you're asking me to talk about this again. And I haven't talked about it a whole lot for the last few years I've written, you know, I keep up the Facebook page and I work with a handful of people just directly, quietly. Um, but I'll tell you how that silencing came to and why it came to me like, maybe this is, you know, that that song, you know, do everything there is a season in the Bible passage. And um, well, it, it was a series of things. Um, and one was I had worked with someone who was, was I guess a friend, same friend through Facebook, but we knew a lot of common people. So, you know, we had similar friends from back growing up and went to the same high school and all that. So, you know, we hadn't been like direct friends in our life, but we were, we knew each other. And, you know, I mean, Asheville's not a big town. And anyway, but we had connected and were, were actually had become pretty good friends and she confided in me a lot. Um, she would rely on me for my intuition. And I, you know, me, I always love doing that. And, yeah, you know, I was always eager to help, and I, I never really liked charging for it. So I was just like, no, this is my gift to the world. God will reward me in other ways. <laughs> um, so, so we had done a lot of that, and she um, 
had a son that had some health issues and uh, he, he also had some uh, autistic, you know, issues. And, and she was kind of frantic one time and sent me a message and I, it, it was, he, he was having issues to do with neurological and his brain and, and it was, you know, kind of making him really uptight and frantic and they were going to specialists. And, and so I, I just, I could feel that kid and I connected and he was like in his teens. And I said, if you'll allow it, you know, would, would you want me to do a, a distance Reiki session? You know, I was up in Ohio at the time. And, um, and so he was all for it and I did it. And she sent, we usually converse through, you know, Facebook messenger because, you know, she was busy working and I was doing things and, but she sent me a message right back. And oddly enough, sometimes I do better with that kind of connection, you know, where I'm, you know, so it, it, anyway, I'll get back to the point that he completely calmed down and he said, she saved my life. And did he even she, know that you were working on him? Yes. She asked him, cause I said, I think it's important to ask him and he just gets quiet. You know, you know, when we set the time up and I said, he may feel it, he may not, but Hey, what? what can you lose? You know, I, I, I believe he needs something right now that, that kind of just, I don't know what, you know, rebalances his energy or something. And so he, he told her, he said, she saved my life. And so she wrote me back, you know, that back. And I remember just crying. And she said she was crying. Well, a few weeks later, I noticed we weren't Facebook friends anymore. And um, so I thought, that's got to be a glitch, you know, <laughs> something happened. So I thought, gosh, I don't want her to think I unfriended her or something. So I sent her a message and, um, you know, said, gosh, I don't know what happened, but, you know, it didn't happen on my end. And, and she sent me back because part of our conversations were, I feel like he's at a critical spot where you need to let him go. And, you know, and I told her, it's hard for me to say, I've had to do it with one of my sons or actually both at different times. And, you know, it's really, really hard as a mother to say, let them go. You can't fix, you can't do, you know, you can't control everything. And you have They're to on their own journey. Yeah. Their soul. Yes. Has yes. And it was, he has a soul journey too. And you've got to release him to live that whatever it may be. And I know that's awful. And I said that, I know it's awful. I've, I've cried for when I've gotten that message for my own kid. And, um, and so she wrote me back and said, yes, she unfriended me because she had decided I was not spiritual. If I could say to a mother to let her child go, you know, I, I had explained it, you know, over and over to her. I can't believe I'm typing this. It is not coming from me. It's coming through me, but I feel like that's the message that, and, and yet, you know, her son felt released. You know, he's, yes. And so it was really, really hurtful. And it made me question, you know, gosh, what if I can't say things right? What if I can't? And so between that and at the time my radio show, um, suddenly the, um, the audio was messing up. I, you know, I could hear people's questions, but it was all jarbled when, when I was trying to respond and nothing could happen differently on any of it. Tried everything to fix it. Um, and I decided between that and three or four other things, maybe it's just the time to be silent and observe. just 
in and try to observe and live my life and learn from that. And, and so I did, and it's probably lingered longer than it should have. Um, but even the political scene has kind of, in a way, forced a lot of us to, mm, you know, I don't want to say that because I don't want to say it wrong. Um, right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, we're, and, we're literally wearing a mask. Right. And yes. that's a physical one. Yes. Right. And so, you know, I felt like all along that, you know, I, I, I would feel these nudges to kind of get back in it. I felt nudges to write second book. Um, if something just wasn't quite right. And probably me, you know, and, you know, like I said, we all live in this world, but, um, I mean, a lot of great things have happened to me in the meantime. Um, you know, when I, I think I was getting settled for, you know, this sort of re- reawakening and reemerging, but I do think your your request for me to be on this is another message to me, like, okay, girl, you got to start talking again. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. And just, just thinking about what happened to you with that experience, you know, uh, for some reason, her soul was not ready to experience Right. And what that's how I to, had to resolve what it. What you had to care. Yeah. And it, mm-hmm. it was not you, it was her. And, um, you know, it's really interesting because I have you, I have so many precious, precious friends that, that, you know, that, that practice energy healing. And I've actually been taking an energy healing class for a year and, um, whole story. I can, I'll tell you when we get off the podcast, <laughs> the Atlee's stomach being healed from energy healing. And mm-hmm. I have access to all these precious people that have these amazing gifts to share. And I can tell you, I have people that I love dearly in my life that I know would never be open to it, that I don't share it with right. because, they're not going to receive it. And if they don't receive it, they're not going to receive the blessings, the healings and the gifts that come from it. So as frustrating as it is, I know I have in my hands something that could help so many people, but I'm very, I'm very not careful because I I stand in my power and people know, I believe what I believe, but I'm very, um, aware and intuitive when it comes to who I should share it with. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's just, it's just really interesting. And, and whenever someone is not open to it or has something to say about it, I just know that again, it's their soul's journey. Right. Um, you know, I, I totally agree. You have to try to, that's another part of intuition, like knowing certain things. To, and, you know, it's, it's another example of right after I had big the void you know touching you know touching god like i say for that next pretty long period at least the next few months and i knew exactly who to tell about this experience and you know keep in mind like i said this is probably 15 years ago and people were not talking about this kind of thing anywhere oh no and gosh think about 50 years ago you would have been labeled schizophrenic probably people would be labeled schizophrenic Exactly. And even then, even 15 years ago, I had, you know, some friends that I had confided in and, you know, I learned that they were talking to a lot of other friends and after the Reiki and saying, I joined a cult and I jumped off the deep end. um, Let me just say this. 
if you want to put a definition and a label on it and you want to bring it back to belief systems and programming and all of that hoopla, what is laying on of hands in the church? Exactly. Right. There you go. Thank you. And, you know, Bible tells us or Jesus told us in the Bible, if, you know, if you believe the Bible and I think the Bible has been changed and altered a lot, but I think there is a message there that I believe in. And I believe. we were told by Jesus, you will do all these things I have done and more. And so if we're truly walking the Christ path or trying to, and then we're saying that those things are wrong, then how can we truly be walking? You know, if he told us we would carry on those things and more, then it, aren't we, um, supposed to do those things? No, no, <laughs> and, and, um, you know, so it is good that more and more people are stepping out of, of norm. And, um, you know, I, I feel like all of the arguments for the last four years, unfortunately, have also set that back for a lot of people because a lot of people that were maybe coming around now all of a sudden are stuck in all they want to do is argue about whatever world thing politics politicians you know <laughs> um but i i do believe that there are still a number of us who are quietly in our own way continuing and and bringing this light in and um i actually see 2020 you know it was funny because at the beginning of 2020 you know i said it's 2020. It's going to be a year of seeing clearly because, trust me, in my world, angels are so funny. They have the best sense of humor, and God does. <laughs> and I said, yep, it's going to be 2020. We're going to see a lot this year. <laughs> were, they, were, they showing, were they showing? Okay, so let me ask you this. When these angels appear, do you have the gift of seeing them as well as hearing them? Not, not usually. Um if I see them, it's usually in a dream, but it's okay. a vivid dream. I see auras and colors and more than anything, I feel them. Okay. Uh, I feel them and hear them. Um, so it comes in a lot of different ways, but, but I get the, like you said, the, the feels, the, you know, that feeling washing over. Um, and, and I hear their voices in, in a, not like a, this kind of way, <laughs> just more yeah. of a, softer I don't know like subconscious way like no like a knowing yes and and you know and I I kind of you know especially when I'm really um, practicing that more deeply um you know I know their personalities I know their voices I know Archangel Michael is so funny and very sarcastic I guess and it's you know not in a mean sarcastic but just a hilarious sarcastic way and and you know a lot of people I I had seen the movie Michael before all of this experience, you know, with John Travolta. Yes. And then I remember going back and watching it again and just thinking, whoever wrote that had to have had a true experience. <laughs> because wow. you, that's how he is to me. And I, I do also think that they can tune into your own personality. If yeah. you have a sense of humor and laughter is how you lift yourself up. You know, and that's always been me. Whatever got thrown my way, you know, I could find a way to laugh it off, you know. So, um, you know, then they'll, they'll respond to you that way. If maybe you're more of a cerebral philosophical, then I think they'll respond to you that way. Um, or if you're just a mixture, 
they'll respond all different sorts of ways. But um, but I don't usually see them like the you know standing in front of me with wings. <laughs> uh, I get more the feelings and little uh, you know a feather that appears or just little yeah. things like that. So. Is that the so, same for so you? They, so, so the messages they were giving you about 2020 would be, it would be a year of, of clarity and vision. Yes, that we're going to, a lot of things are going to, are going, we're going to see a lot, uh, see clearly. And, and, you know, if you truly will step back out of all the politics and you'll let yourself just observe, I've seen a lot. It's actually shown me a lot of things that I already felt or knew about you know, how the ugliness of some systems and, um, yep. but, you know, I, I try to remind, cause you know, it's really easy. I think to get depressed about it, but I try to remind myself, wait, seeing and truth coming out is all fine. If we just process it and say, but it doesn't totally affect me. I can, it will affect me in the worldly way. It does not change my power within. Uh, and I won't let it. Uh, so no matter what happens outside of me, I have to remember that I have the power within me, no matter what they do. So um, absolutely. And I think it's also so fascinating and exciting that we're literally right on the cusp. I mean, I think it starts maybe December 21st and it really goes yes. into effect in like early February, but the age of Aquarius, I mean, a sh the shift for humanity is astrologically it's here and, yes, and all that tail end of 2020 that's amazing it is and um you know the the christmas star that will be present this year you know the alignment of the planets and the um yes is you know that's yet another sign where Fine. those of us that are spiritual and we believe in those you know that there are no coincidences things happen for a reason and um and all of it is opening us up to something better one way or another it may be a rocky road um yeah uh, so you know all yeah, those things are in place I don't think, absolutely I don't think 20 2021 the ball is going to drop and then all of a sudden we're going to be you no. know back to normal but I do think that things are going to start shifting in the right direction whatever mm -hmm. that looks like whatever is supposed to be but I'm also think it's really interesting, you know, you know, the, um, the coming of Christ and the end of mm -hmm. times and, you know, all of the things that people are talking about, you know, apocalypse. Um, I really think my belief is that the coming of Christ is mm -hmm. then the people that are going to be left behind is the people who aren't stepping into the spiritual awareness yes. and this evolving that is happening amongst so many people on a spiritual level. Right. And the, you know, we hear the second coming of Christ. I don't believe it's one person. I believe it's through all of our open hearts, everyone that will open that door and uh, let that energy, that light come through you and let the energy guide you instead of the ego. Um, yes. That's how the Christ light returns. We get it confused because of, you know, we have a, a Bible that was written a long time ago, and then we have, you know, whatever movies and things that tell us how it's going to be. And, you know, you bring up the end of times and, um, you know, growing up in the South, you heard that a lot. I did at least, you know, uh, I'm a little older than you, but that 
end time everything my whole life it's like oh yeah that's a sign of the end times you know and, but one of the things that I always um like to remind myself is and, and a lot of it is through of course in miracles talked about the in a course in miracles meaning that like you said it doesn't just happen in a flash it has to be sort of a gradual and you know because our bodies couldn't take sudden change and shift in energy so we're doing exactly. it gradually. and so time you know the definition or the explanation of time in a course of miracles is that it is a teaching tool that will disappear when we no longer need it so to me it flips the whole the end of time is a good thing it means exactly. we made it but we made it everything's different and our we're shifted you know our energy is shifted we're creators we can bring light we are light we can hold light um you know because holding a really high vibrational light for a long period of time in this world in this energy can be really hard on the body and yeah. i remember after that experience of mine that the next thing i did i went to someone uh who was um, psychic i don't like the word psychic because of had to ground you basically. sort of a prophet that spoke to angels and all that and it was in atlanta it's a metaphysical store and and you know she told me I, I told her i didn't tell her much about my story but she started telling me what had been happening to me and then i told her a little bit and and um you know she well the first thing she said to me is oh my gosh i've never done a reading with someone with so many angels around and she said you have three archangels right now and that never happens and so i said well let me stop you right there over this thing i had done with um some cards angel cards that i bought from green virtue after i started like feeling all those things so or actually i already had the deck of cards but i'd never even done anything with them or opened them up so i did start you know it, it was messages from angels i think was the one i can't remember the exact name of it but it was one that had a lot of angels but it had four archangels in it um and so i had kind of discerned through that deck after i started having these experiences and angels were telling me go get reiki go do this and i, was I had figured out the ones that were around me and then i would see their auras and and i did it kind of with these cards because i would say who's here and you know, <laughs> and so I said, I stopped her when she said there were three there and I started telling her what, and she said, um, she like wrote down the one she was seeing there. And then I told her and it was exactly the ones that I had, that I knew were around me. Wow. That's so, so that was another validation to me. Um, but the other thing, what got me in this direction is she told me, she said, I don't know how you're speaking. How you're saying that she had she said how or how you're sitting up right, you know, how you're oh. managing the energy because she said she had been doing it for 10 years and it took her very gradually to work up to she had never seen anyone with that like just so suddenly. And she said, You gotta rest <laughs> because I don't know how your body is managing this. And that, that's another reason when things get, you know, I remind myself okay, I got to rest. And when I would do my radio show, I would be so excited and mm -hmm. on cloud nine, but my body would be exhausted. And almost every time I would just go, I got to take a nap. Yeah. 
Um, so, you know, people have to remember that too, when you're, you know, be kind to your body because your body is built for this world. Your spirit is built for something much bigger. So when you're connecting again with your spirit in a deeper way, realize you might be tired, you gotta rest, you know, let it happen gradually. Don't think it has to happen all of a sudden, um, you know, and embrace it, but take care of yourself too, because that's what will allow more and more a higher vibration to come to you. Yes, absolutely. And I don't, um, I'm, I'm probably saying this wrong because I don't, I guess it's megahertz. How, how do you mm-hmm. measure the energy of a person? Is it megahertz? Yes. Vibrations. Yeah. Yeah. Vibrations. Yeah. So, um, I was listening to, uh, to another energy healer, spiritual person the other day, and she was saying that the vibration of mega, the, the megahertz vibration of love, when we are in pure love and joy is usually around five or 600 mm-hmm. and the vibration of Christ was over a thousand. That's why he could heal people with his presence. Yes. Um, fascinating. And, yes. And you, you bring that up. Um, also, somebody right around the time that I kind of connected with you, um, I, there is a, and I'm trying to think of the name of the book, uh, Power Versus Force, and um, and the author's last name is Hawkins, and I always get him confused with Stephen Hawkins. It's not Stephen. I can't think of the other <laughs> But it's Hawkins, and he talks about collective consciousness, and he talks about CC levels, like what you're talking thousand being like the christ energy and so look that up um, conscious uh, and and there's also collective consciousness and um so his work measured that well i met someone also on facebook uh he's in south africa and we were on a reiki page you know discussing something and we got off on a private conversation and you know i have to say as much as you know facebook and all can can be annoying at least in the early days connected with so many people that way so many oh me too it's amazing how you can connect through social media so i'm i'm always grateful even if i you know things have their moments sometimes that of when it'll be good for you and when maybe and i still use it i still use it for my seeing miracles everyday page um yeah, so you just have to learn to sift and find the good. But I connected with him. He's in South Africa. And he's his brilliant mind. He had figured out a way um, through computers or even cell phones to measure collective consciousness. And so when he sent me the message, he asked if he could, because he noticed on the Reiki, he said, I just, when I would see your name, just the light was around it had angel connections to and all that he said do you mind if i calibrate yours and and um and he came back to me saying that i was very close to that 1000 level and wow and and you know then he, he would do like and i didn't stay there nor did he he and i both were, had a pretty high um because again you know you have life and you have to yeah can't always stay there and and I like I said I don't think our bodies can always hold that for a very long time and maybe that's why Jesus was only here three years I don't know <laughs> because he had it you know um he, he got his job done and uh you know and was well, and it's back out of here this is this is really cool too but uh Lily who is 
we've worked with for two years. She's been instrumental in helping um, our youngest son heal his stomach issues. And I've been taking her um, the art of energetic healing with her for a year. And the way she explains Jesus is just, it's so beautiful. And it totally makes sense with this journey that I have been on Mm -hmm. to explain how I feel about this life force energy and the creator of all that is. And she said that, you know, when our souls are on, you know, the astral, when they're in heaven, we basically meet with a council of souls and, and, and they kind of write off on what our lifetime will look like. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so uh, the life force energy, which is people can call God said, I want to send the highest frequency to this planet earth. You know, will you, the soul of Jesus, will you be the one to go? Will you be the one to, you know, take this Mm -hmm. job? And the council of souls wrote, wrote off on it. Jesus came to earth. His name was Yeshua. And Mm -hmm. he came to earth and his job was to bring the highest frequency healing that this planet would see to date. Mm -hmm. And the way it would happen would be when his blood was shed on the cross and his blood entered into mother earth, which is Gaia. Mm -hmm. And at that point, that is when Christ conscious energy was brought to our planet not for religion, not for certain people, for every single person, for humanity. To be the carrier of that energy. Oh my gosh. Like I could cry. Like it's beautiful. And I was like, Mm -hmm. thank you. Jesus, God does not fit in any box. This is massive. It's in everything. It's in in everything, everything Everything living. And, you know, that's why it's, it's frustrating when people argue about religion and one way and the only way, and, you know, that's frustrating to me because we can all be right because it isn't everything, <laughs> you know, um, so it can have a whole lot of different stories and form still be good, um, you know, and how much, how much hatred and bloodshed has there been over that topic, which is oh, right my the opposite, but you know, again, I, I do believe that we're progressing, that more people are just letting that light through their heart and starting to see it differently. And, um, and you know, that comes from people even, it's, it's interesting because some people that have been very staunchly religious and, and dig their heels in, I, I see people like that changing too, and, you know, starting to, to think differently. And so those are the kind of signs that we have to you know, pay attention to and say, oh, there is a shift, you know, it's right. not, the world isn't just in an awful place. There's a lot of goodness too. And, you know, news media wants us to, you know, they, they want to, they want ratings. So they somehow decided negative ratings. Yeah. You know, the negative ways are the, that's the way to get the good ratings. But I, I do believe, you know, that there's a lot of goodness that's happening that we don't see as much of. They're in our faces all the time. There absolutely is. Okay. So the last question I want to ask you is in your book, you talk about this bird, this interaction that you had with this bird on a balcony when you were at your condo on the Gulf. Oh, um, oh yes, yes, yes. Well, I had birds were a major messenger to me. 
um, in lots of ways. And so I guess it was a couple of months after that, you know, big awakening period that I went to, uh, well, let me also, I want to add something really quick in here because you brought up, you know, the time I was married and I divorced a little, several years later, but right after my awakening, I, I, I was like, I called it, um, I'm like a walking, uh, truth meter or, (laughs) um, because people would just want to tell me things. So like confide in me and, you know, and sometimes it was like confessing sort of, um, but anyway, I had, um, you know, I, when, when I came back down from that high, it was really interesting because, you know, I've been walking around elated and, um, I was in my living room and, um, you know, I was kind of walking through the living room and suddenly my body was so heavy and almost to the point where it was like, I was almost staggering. I couldn't like weight was on me. And I actually remember going down to the ground, like crouching or, or on my knees or because it was, I suddenly couldn't stand up. It was like, weight, everything. And as it turned out, and I say this with total love and no, because I'm going to explain the rest of it. Um, it turned out that my then husband who was traveling maybe five minutes later or two minutes later the garage door opened and he was home on the trip so it was like he turned in the neighborhood and my body could feel it and he you know good person extremely control oriented and you know didn't necessarily like some of my exploring and um very jealous when there was nothing to be jealous of but but yet I mean, still a good person, you know, that was his weakness, you know, he needed. You were just literally feeling the weight of his heaviness. Oh, absolutely. And that different vibration, that vibration of things like jealousy and control and, you know, and here. Low frequencies. Um, So that told me a lot, you know, like, oh my God, that, that, but it was, I describe it like, like I would expect it feels to an astronaut coming back into the atmosphere. You know, of course they have protections and you know it 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 was so heavy Uh, it was unbelievable so you know I still kept this just happiness but I was totally woozy and um but over the course of the next several weeks um you know we had some talks and it was like he blurted out things that were like you know in this real world ego world it was like that was like the meanest thing (laughs) me he had never loved me told me he wasn't in a mean way we're like out on our deck and you know it just and it, it's so funny because the way he said it was really hard to me I mean it was just proof but it came out like I won't even go into what he said but but in my ego brain it would have been very like how dare you say that how you know and yet in my heart and in my soul I was singing. It was, I've known it. My soul has <laughs> been the release. You've denied it, but and I wasn't angry. It was sort of a kick in the gut, but it was like, oh my gosh, I'm free. <laughs> and so, you know, we we stayed married for a while still. It's just kind of friends, you know, um, uh, kind of living in the same house. We had some businesses together and, you know, it was 
but then his ego, you know, and it was control, control. And he was trying to sabotage me with some of the things I was doing and telling people I was crazy. And so I had to get out of there. And then it, you know, I had several people tell me things like, I don't, I'm concerned about your safety. And because he would, could see this visible anger. And so I had to leave, but we are very good friends to this day. We healed all that. And it was like, you know, there are relationships that you have and they have a purpose both of you just because something doesn't last forever that doesn't mean it wasn't meant to be and good for you you know so um I I just wanted to point that out as part of you know when you go through there's there there may be friends you've been friends with and then some drift apart and you're seeing doesn't mean that you don't love that friendship and what it brought you you know may you may even be at odds with them but it's like no we got something from that and things there's don't a, have to last forever. You know, um, yeah, there's, even a piece, there's a purpose to everything. Exactly. And if you can get past the ego, you know, the world teaches us, especially in things like marriage and divorce, blame somebody, find some, <laughs> and it's like, why don't we just live life that, you know, and okay, maybe that's a sign that it's time to move on. And yeah. let's just, you know, I love what that situation brought me. And that's part of that forgiveness that turns into gratitude, um, you know, and it goes both ways. And, and when people can do that, we don't have a lot of conflict. You know? Oh my gosh. And think of like, just your children, the, the release and the freedom to be, and the, the lack of anguish that right. y'all are giving them by having right. two parents that can agree to disagree and live right. separate lives right. and get along. And it was, you know, it was a little bit like, you know, I like harmony. I think it's because of how I grew up. I like harmony. So sometimes I give up too much for that. And I end up, I'm in a shell. I'm not, you know, and I think I was doing a lot of that. Um, And then, you know, gradually I was starting to say, "Mm, that's not going to work for me anymore. You know, and that came over a few years, but, but you know, I have to also realize that, well, then I, I played a role in that too, you know, just because I, you know, um, but when you're not being yourself and then you're not being what God intended for you to be or what your agreement with God was in heaven. Um, so, you know, it was, it was a release and, you know, so, okay, back to, so I went shortly after that, I just, I really needed some time. I love the ocean and the salt air. And so, you know, my boys were in school, they were away. And I went in October, I, I spent like the month, the whole month of October into November or something like that. Um, and I rented a condo at Panama City. And um, so it was on the 14th floor and it was sort of, I was getting so many time and that's part of why I just knew I needed to go to the ocean um and so I was at the dining room table of this condo and like I said 14th floor is way up uh, and the sliding glass door was just a little bit open and um I don't know if I just didn't get it closed all the way or I, it was probably I was letting some of that fall area in, you know so it was a I don't know like a few inches open and um so I'm there and I'm feeling this energy and I'm uh, getting messages and I could feel a presence there. And I just, I had this feeling that it was um, St. Francis. 
And, you know, so there were messages there. And, um, and so I said, and I would just talk to spirit like the normal, I would just say, okay, I think it's St. Francis, but I'm sorry, I can't trust my intuition. <laughs> I need a sign, you know, and I would just say it like that. Like, I, I know I shouldn't need a sign, but I need a sign. And about that time, I looked over and a sparrow was hopping through that sliding glass door, <laughs> that little opening. Oh my God. And, and like I said, 14 floors up <laughs> and hopped over. I'm at that dining table, hopped over probably 12 feet or so and stood there about six inches from my foot. I didn't move. I just looked at it like, thank you. You know, I didn't want to, and looked at me, stood there, the little bird looked up at me maybe five or 10 seconds, turned around, hopped back to the door, went through the door and then flew away. Now, sparrows, as you know, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah um, so St. Francis, you were breaking up a little bit. St. Francis has sparrows all around him. Like that's the, that's the, right. that's kind of, he's known for that. You know, the statues of him always have the little sparrows. Because oh was, my God. It was it kind really of that he, he talked to the little birds, you know? <laughs> so are, let me ask you this question. Are sparrows even really native to Panama City? I think they are. Yeah. I think you see them when you're out. Now um, I'll tell you another, I don't know how much time we have. But... <laughs> Keep going. You're fine. Okay. Okay. Um, so I was seeing all kinds of other odd things, you know, uh, um, a whale while I was there. I mean, I, it was things I couldn't even share because they would think I was totally crazy. I was not crazy on that. <laughs> you know, that sparrow was right there. Um, but I did have, when I was back in Atlanta during that Two, you know, a 10 days, two week period that I was on such a high. I mean, I had, I had so many different hawks and, and things. sometimes I would ask for them, like ask for something kind of odd to, um, so that I wouldn't, you know, to, to confirm something like I'm feeling this, if this is so thin a hawk, you know, and, and um, in a way that I'll know it's a message, you know, and, and um, so I got um, one day, I heard all of these um, you know, big crows out uh, making all kinds of racket. And, and I went out on the deck and I could see them clustered around something. And um, I had asked for, I think I'd asked for the sign or I had just, um, but anyway, I saw them clustered around and I looked, as I looked deeper into this tree and it was, you know, I'm up on the deck, it's up a couple level, you know, story on like really high, pretty high. I lived on a mountain and I could see out, you know, eye level in the tree, this humongous owl. This is like at 11 in the morning. It was an owl, like the one, the gigantic one with the sort of flat face that um, I think it's, is it Great Northern or Great? Yeah. Um, and I looked at where those owls are. They don't get anywhere near Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> and it was in the middle of the day you know you know owls are out at night they yes. don't come. and um you know again it just kind of stared at me for about 10 seconds and then it blew off um <laughs> I had so many bizarre things like that that are like this is not normal and you know one, do, one, do one you, right after the other. 
So with the sparrow, you asked for that message. Did you ask? I, I, I didn't ask for the sparrow specifically. Right. I need a sign. Yeah. I need a sign if this is St. Francis. I need a sign that'll be obvious to me. Uh, then the sparrow comes. I mean, within did seconds. You ask, did you ask the owl what message it had for you? Can you communicate with You know, I, I, think I, I think it was part of another message that I had asked for confirmation about. Okay. Um, and I can't remember exactly now. I, you know, I wrote so many of these things down. And you know, my handwriting was so crazy at the time because I'm in this. I'm telling you, but this but, all, everything that I've learned about animal medicine too okay. is just phenomenal. I mean, yes. I've had so many encounters probably in the last six months that have uh -huh. given me so much, so many messages and guidance. Just to right, join, and I would look those. And as you say that. I do seem to recall that that owl in particular, because I was using Colette Baron Reed messages from, I don't, I don't know if it's animals or but she has one that has a lot of animal. And, and so I would use that. Yeah. Um, and that particular, I think was like confirming something about deceit around me. Um, I mean, the owl's wisdom and yeah. in, in her deck, at least it, it is pay attention because there may be deceit. And I think, I think I had asked for something to confirm that. And then, yeah. you know, this, not just any old owl, so we have lived where we live um, on our piece of property. We have lived here for four, I want to say it's four years and we have three and a half acres and we've seen copperheads up and down mm -hmm. our road. I mean, our neighbors have seen them. We have never seen a copperhead. Well, I mm -hmm. went through something over the summer. And when we saw this first copperhead, it was a day after I'd made a decision about something. And I'm in a group with a bunch of, you know, energy healers and one who's an expert on animal medicine. And she told me what the message was. And I said, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. Like it's the shedding of old skin, but I mean, she said, Meg, are you, are you afraid of snakes? Cause a lot of people have fear of snakes. And I said, no, I love snakes. Like, I think they're fascinating. I am not afraid of snakes. And she said, okay, well, um, are you afraid of poisonous snakes? And I was like, well, yeah, like, I mean, that's kind of a different, I'm not scared of them, but I'm definitely more aware. Right. And mm -hmm. she said, well, not only are you seeing a snake, you're seeing a poisonous snake. So the snake is telling you to watch your step. Mm -hmm. And with every, with what had happened in my life in that past 24 hours, I was like, oh my gosh, talk about divine timing. Mm -hmm. uh, we would grow, we would see two more of those snakes, two more of those snakes over the next month and a half, two months. And when I finally got the message that I needed and I told that last snake, I understand the message that you're bringing yes. me. Mm -hmm. It's gone. We have not seen any more snakes now. Yeah. And it's basically copperheads don't, they don't hibernate. I mean, right, right. They can, I mean, they could be out when it's cold. Especially outside. in Georgia. <laughs> yeah. They just want to find a hot spot, you know, a, a warm piece of asphalt or a hot mm -hmm. spot on a rock. So that was such a pivotal time in my life. And the message could not have been more perfect timing and so beautiful. I was like, thank you, snake. Thank right. you for bringing me right. animalism. And it just, I mean, just the beauty and the insight of the Native American people is mm -hmm. that's how they went through their lives. Right. 
right. with messages and signs from animals and stars. And, and you said something really important. Thank the animal. And, and when you get the message, let them know. Yeah. Um, you don't have to keep telling me now. I know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, exactly. Well, okay. So one of the, la the last thing I want to say, and we'll have to have another <laughs> podcast episode okay. for, because this is a whole nother topic we could talk about forever. <laughs> but the fact that you dropped to your knees when you felt the weight of the energy of your husband mm -hmm. is going back to us all being empathic. Some of us feeling more intensely than others. There is a world of people going through life with health quote, health issues mm -hmm. that are being labeled and diagnosed as something. And it's all absorbed energy. Absolutely. If you had not known what you mm -hmm. were finding out at that time in your life, you would have mm -hmm. thought something is majorly wrong with me. I need to go. Right. To I may have thought I was having a stroke. Or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you're right. Um, and I, I think so much illness uh, comes from us not being with our spirit and so our body's off and our Absolutely. the spirit heals so this the spirit is like our medicine for everything. yes um and when we're not in tune with that or we or we don't have balance um then our body's all off and and i also believe that illnesses and like you said we'll do another podcast and talk on all the illnesses you know like louise hay has a lot of work about what certain illnesses might relate to um emotionally and spiritually and you know illness is giving us a message a lot of times too our body is telling us something and yeah. if you begin to look at you know what parts of our body or what you know and, and louise hayes work is great to, to try to zero in on what it might be oh you know if it's back it might mean the resistance to something and then you go oh oh yeah, yeah. i think i know matters anger. yes yeah. yeah so you know instead of you know we go okay i have this body problem this illness or you know ailment let me go medicate it to fix it yeah go and I'm not saying any of that's wrong. Medicine is so wonderful. You know, it's one of those things that it has its fabulous things and it has its really terrible things, you know, like so many things. But we jump to that so fast without allowing the part of, wait, what is my body telling me? If I shift that, maybe the body will be okay. Yeah. Um, you know, so we resort to instantly to medical fixes or... Um, and I think like a lot of times, and you know, I am not a medical person, so <laughs> I'm not giving anyone medical advice, but you know, when we medicate a lot of things that might be like sadness or, um, and we don't also try to heal it from the spiritual sense, we may be making it worse, you know, yeah. because we're just covering it up. And I think that the you know, same with the body experiences and someone will think, oh, well, that medicine fixed this or that, you know, but It'll just shift somewhere else so many times so then there will be the next ailment that comes because you think you fixed that one but you really didn't fix the root of it that was the more spiritual or emotional part so amen oh my gosh seriously <laughs> this could be the longest we could probably go on all day oh my gosh this could be the longest podcast in the history of podcasts. <laughs> we literally could talk for hours but yes, I think, I think so. <laughs> yes, but i'm gonna i'm gonna respect your time and okay. um, 
And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna end it right here. But this was okay. Oh my gosh, this was so amazing. I'm so amazing for me to connect with you. It is divine timing. I have no doubt. And um, you have so many gifts to share with the world. And I encourage you to step back into that. There's no better time than now, obviously. So tell tell our listeners how they can connect with you. Okay. Um, One thing that people can do, my um, Blog Talk Radio, all of the episodes are still there. So if you go to Blog Talk Radio um, and look for Awakening to Miracles, Sherry Lane, uh, you should be able to find it. And There are some things on there. There are also some good meditations um, to kind of clear your energy. So you can just scroll through there. There's an energy clearing meditation and lots of shows where you can listen to, to what I, on, on the show, I would do individual readings for people on the spot, like, like real quick mini readings. And some of them were just amazing. So um, I'm hoping to get that going again. I think that's going to be one of my next steps, but you can also connect with me on Facebook at a page called Seeing Miracles Every Day, of course, in Miracles. And we just talk about quick little things, spiritual, like you know, kind of little little thoughts for the day type thing. And then lastly, um, my book is on Amazon, Setting God Free, Awakening to Miracles. So you can get it digitally or paperback or hardcover. I think it's still available too. And it's a, it's an amazing book. I, I think I read it in one setting. I don't think I put it down. Yeah. And it is, um, you know, when I wrote it, my intention was to be the kind of book that someone could sit and, and read in one sitting or, you know, read chat in chronologically in, in chapter order, or even just pick up and open it up and read one chapter that, you know, where the, the, each chapter can kind of stand alone. Um, so, you know, a lot of people tell me they use it, they've used it all three ways. So um, anyway, um, that's where you can find it. And Meg, I have to thank you because I, I truly feel like the timing of you asking me to do this is was meant for me and I think maybe again meant for both of us you know how we've always said like we knew we were here to sort of lift each other up at times like we were on a soul journey together and a soul purpose I totally believe that and I think it's not an accident that it's right before this whole Christmas star celestial event so uh, <laughs> Great. It just, that's, I'm going to have chills all day. It's just, me too. City <laughs> is just, it's magic. And I want everybody to experience it and recognize it and look for it. Right. And, and we really need it right now to heal the world. We do. We absolutely okay. do. All right. Thank you, Sherry. Thank we you so much. If you thought today rocked, subscribe to the Meg Rock Show podcast, leave a review and let me know what your takeaway was. All of my social is linked in the show notes. Screenshot this episode and tag me on Instagram at TheMegRock. For more info on me and to take my quiz to find out what energy blocks you have in your life and in your home, and maybe even coaching, go to ManifestingMarge.com. Repeat after me, I am a powerful, loving, radiant, abundant, badass warrior goddess. I am here to rock out this lifetime. It doesn't serve me or the world to play small. I am worthy of all that I desire. See you in the next episode. The Meg Rock Show podcast and all content created by Manifesting Marge LLC is created for informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of a physician or qualified health provider with any questions you may have for a medical condition or concern. 
Meg Schwarzrock is not a doctor or a therapist.